Hey everyone, due to some unavoidable scheduling issues, we're not going to be able to bring to you the episode that we had planned, but you know, don't worry, it will be coming up. Honestly, quite frankly, the rest of the year has some really great topics that are facing the community banking world, and we may not even be aware that we're facing them. Y'all know by now that I truly believe community banking can change the world, and the upcoming slate of podcast guests speaks directly to that. But enough about that. As a result, uh, we are happy to bring you Charles Potts's episode, Mission Driven Innovation. Charles is the SVP and Chief Innovation Officer for the ICBA, and he, like I am, he's an optimist about the relationships fintech and community banks can develop. I thought his episode was incredible, but sadly it was buried in the end of the year lineup where most podcast numbers diminish, and that's my fault. His message here is just too good to leave sitting on the shelf. So we're going to make lemonade out of lemons here and bring back to you Mission Driven Innovation with Charles Potts of the ICBA. Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking, located in the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Byron Earnhardt. I am the program director here at Barrett, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our corner of the banking world and hope that we can make your bank, your staff, and maybe even your day a better one. Okay, welcome back to Main Street Banking. Uh, we've got our uh, our good friend, Charles Potts, the Senior Vice President and Chief Innovation Officer with the ICBA. Very excited to have him coming and talking about some innovation that's coming up in 2021. And so before we get too far into it, uh, Charles, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the ICBA? Well, thank you. And, uh, and good to uh, talk to you again. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to uh, come to Main Street Banking and share with you what we're doing at the ICBA. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the Chief Innovation Officer. And uh, right off the bat, most people go, wait, wait a second, what? The ICBA has <laughs> got an innovation officer? Right. Um, and, and I have to tell you, uh, when, uh, when I was uh, recruited and offered the job, I I was uh, head scratching over that one for a while as well. And, and, and to be true, what we are seeing today and what my job is today is really a culmination of, of a major shift in our industry. The community bankers in the United States over the last few years um, have been you know, getting beat up, if you will, in the in the press and in the media, and from a lot of outside uh, you know players entering the, the banking system, and and really um, pointing their fingers at the community banks and saying, "You guys just really aren't that innovative." And the reality is, uh, we've been doing some very smart things behind the scenes putting the, the community bank world in a position where it truly is delivering what we call mission-driven innovation in a very profound way. And I, I have the pleasure of leading many of these initiatives that, um, that our leadership started a few years ago, uh, the chief of which is, uh, is an accelerator program where we bring together some fintech companies, early stage companies with community bankers and prepare them 
to actually solve these problems in a meaningful way. So, so all of this stuff, Byron, that you and I have, have been talking about and seeing over the last few years, quietly behind the scenes, the ICBA has positioned itself to truly be a thought leader um, and be a very strong uh, partner with community banks and fintechs in truly bringing innovation at a time and manner that works for the community bank marketplace. And I couldn't be happier to be in this role. It's like the, the right timing, the, the, the foundation was laid here by, by the ICBA leadership team. And they gave me this really cool thing to do to help evangelize uh, real innovation for community banks. So, um, I, and I, I appreciate the chance uh, with you to talk about this and, and share what we're doing. And, um, and so here I am leading innovation for, uh, for the independent community banks of America, for America's community banks, the 4,700 uh, 4, odd uh, plus or minus banks in the nation that we serve who are doing some pretty amazing things. And I get a front row seat. I think that's the best part of this is that you get that that front row seat just to see some really cool stuff. Um, I know, like at ICBA Live, going to the uh, uh, to and we'll talk about the Venture Center, the Think the Think Techs uh, demonstration that they do. Um, I go there as sort of as a podcaster to you know go meet and hear. But the main thing I do is I just like seeing the cool stuff uh, bankers and people that are serving the banks are, uh, are coming up with. It's really cool. I like what you said, the front row seat. It, it's well, and, and, and cool look, so <laughs> when, when people say, what does the chief innovation officer do? Well, to a large extent, and I, and I use the word evangelism because look, we, we, we have a responsibility to speak up for what the bankers are doing hmm. and, and help promote and help identify and highlight the amazing work that they're doing as well as the fintechs that they're working with. And that is a that is a very important mission that we carry um, in this organization and in the role that I that I serve, and um, and, and with that I, I've I've somewhat crafted what uh, what I think is is really my own personal mission statement, and that is to prove that in the year 2020, now we're about to be in 2021, and in year 2020, community banks of all sizes and shapes anywhere in this country can have and should have the ability to deliver meaningful innovation to the markets they serve on par, competitive with the best and biggest fintechs and financial service companies on the planet. And we are out there walking the walk every day with our, with our bankers, with our leadership, with our fintech partners and the activities that, that we are um, heavily promoting out there. And it's, yeah, the, the saying is that you know, the proof is in the eating of the pudding. Uh, the proof's there. The, the business mm. is being had. The services are being delivered. Community banks have, have answered the call. And, um, and, you know, and now this really cool little thing we're doing, the, the message is getting out. And innovation is happening. It is happening on Main Street. It's uh, where we call you know, the combination of high tech and high touch, it's coming mm -hmm. together and it's happening. And, um, and it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing to see. Very cool thing to see. Well, 
you mentioned 2020 and it has been um, <clears throat> quite the year. And, um, you know, we've, we've done some podcasts here recently uh, with some other uh, in tech, uh, fintech and uh, technology innovators. And um, so I wanted to get your insight from your perspective on how banks have been moving towards that uh, broader digital and tech adoption. And what's the, I guess, for lack of a better way to phrase it, what's the general consensus out there uh, amongst banks regarding tech right now? So the, there's, a, there's a couple of things. So I think the general consensus, um, uh, uh, unlike what we may have seen five years ago or beyond, it is um, there's absolutely no fear. There, there's no trepidation on the, on the behalf of the bankers. Mm-hmm. They, they understand it. Um, and let's be very fair. We're in 2020, and some of the leadership of the, in, in these banks um, are younger than me. And they've come up through a technology world over the last 20 or 30 years. So they're not afraid of it. They're not frightened by it. They're not scared by it. And what they're looking for is, is guidance. They're looking for support. They're looking for partnerships. They're, they're looking for uh, a way to really address problems and sift through a lot of the noise and shiny objects that are out there. They, they have fully embraced it in many, many ways. And um, in 2020, um, to, to, be, to, to be blunt, because of the COVID crisis and with it, the CARES Act um, challenged all banks of all sizes to accelerate many of the things they were already thinking about. Um, there's, there's no shortage of strategy and imagination and desire to, to bring to market to the communities and customers and markets they serve these tools and services and capabilities. And, um, and by necessity, 2020 focused a, a real acceleration, a real compression of those plans, stuff that may have been on a one, two, three, five-year roadmap, you know, frankly, as I like to say, on March 24th, the uh, the SBA and, and the uh, Department of Treasury created some you know 4,000 brand new SBA lenders. Right. So they had to figure out how to do it pretty quickly. So right. what they may have been, you know, may have had on their two year roadmap. All of a sudden, was on their two week roadmap. And, uh, and 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 to reinforce my earlier point, what it showed was the bankers embraced it. They weren't afraid of it. They they got their hands around it. Our community bankers rose to the occasion in a way that is nothing short of heroic. And so um, the desire to um, to embrace uh, a broader digital technology strategy and solution happened. I mean, it happened and it happened in profound ways. Uh, for many, many of our community banks around the country. And now that general consensus to a lot of, for a lot of them is, wow, that actually achieved what we expected it to. And I'll come back to that point in a minute. Um, <laughs> right. and, and now let's build upon it going into the new year. And when I say, when I say I come back to that point, part of what the ICBA has been doing throughout um, its innovation strategy over the last three years is really help educate bankers on the possibilities, um, the, the possibilities of what innovation could do for them, the, the uh, 
people have heard me say I, I, I like to steal the uh, the Disney phrase imagineering. This is a little bit of imagineering is where the, the, the banks could see in the things that we were doing the limitless possibilities and imagine some outcomes on behalf of their banks and their customers and the potential customers that they serve. And, and we gave them a way to experience it. Um, now, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the accelerator program, but we gave them a way to experience it so that when, when something happened, like the COVID crisis, there was no shock. There was no surprise. There was, there was a preparedness there that I think was, uh, to a large extent, a direct result of this, this somewhat um, evolutionary approach to innovation that the community banks have been um, experiencing over the last uh, three years. <clears throat> I like what you said there about there not being well, the Imagineering. I thought was a really is a great way to say it, but they're not having fear. Um, we were talking to Jimmy Sawyer's. We recorded it today, but uh, it'll it's the episode that will go before yours. Um, we were talking to Jimmy Sawyer's today about um, that very topic and the efficiencies that we saw deliver just from a number standpoint, just, just from an staggering. operational, ma- staggering. It, it's staggering. How do you go back? How, well, how- that's, that's my point. Why? The, the, yeah. th- this is, I, I, I like, I like stealing other people's ideas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> repurposing, yeah. we'll repurpose them. We'll but, call it that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but this is, you know, a- after you show them a way forward, then it's pretty cool to see them totally embrace it and internalize it mm-hmm. as as it is. Is they're part of their native culture now, and and you're seeing and hearing this from from our banks all over the country as they they are putting in innovation roles and innovation leaderships. And we're very blessed and I'm very fortunate to have a group of leadership bankers that serve on our think tech selection steering committee who are, who are just um, amazing people. They are, they are, they're fearless. They are fearless. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And, um, and they're pushing us and I absolutely love that, uh, that dynamic that comes, uh, comes from that right now. Well, that's a great segue, Charles. Thank you for, for that. To our next question, um, you know, you just mentioned you're involved with the Venture Center's uh, Think Tech program that uh, uh, the ICBA does. And uh, so can you give us a little insight about what's uh, about what to expect coming out of yeah. that program in 21 or tell it, tell our listeners, we picked yeah, up some me, listeners, tell a little bit about the program too. Let, let's, let's kind of re- refresh a p- part of what the ICBA and, and, and its bank leadership did um, a little over three years ago is, is under this notion that we can help bring innovation to community bank market and community bankers uh, went out and partnered with a group in Little Rock, Arkansas called the Venture Center, uh, run by Wayne Miller, um, who has been running, they have been running a program for um, FIS in helping bring early stage companies through an accelerated program with FIS. And we at the ICBA found them to be the perfect partner for this. They knew how to do this. They knew what was right and what was needed. And we went to them and said, we want 
our own program where we can bring early stage companies and bankers together in a collaborative mode and truly address real problems and create real solutions out of the other end of that. And, um, and starting off in January of 2019, we had our first cohort. That's a 12-week program. Um, it has been run physically in Little Rock for the last two years. It culminates um, at the time of the ICBA live conference where we showcase the companies. Uh, they are presenting to the bankers. Uh, they are rated. Uh, there's a best of show uh, winner for that. Uh, we as the ICBA um, invest uh, seed capital in these companies to help them as early stage companies you know, continue to, uh, to flourish and continue to perform. Um, our role is really uh, built around three pillars where, the, where it's collaboration, education, and acceleration. In a 12-week period of time, we're trying to take these companies, mold, shape, and position them so that they can do business with community banks. And the community banks, um, uh, through our leadership um, group and our selection committee, are telling us what the problems are they need to address. So we go out and curate, select companies that fit those problems, whether it's around lending or deposit origination or digital account opening, cyber, you name it. We're not chasing shiny objects. We're chasing real solutions to real problems. And in the end, they are ready to do business with our community bankers. So over the last two years, we've had that program. It has done uh, remarkable things. Um, I, I, I tell people that of the, of the, the, the 17 companies that have graduated over the first two cohorts, 11 of them had real solutions that the banks could provision to help solve some of the challenges with the COVID crisis. That's, mm -hmm. uh, you, you couldn't have been at a better place in time right. to have that bench strength, if you will, that farm team that we at the ICBA through this process and with the Venture Center, we're basically de-risking. Uh, we're teaching them go-to-market strategies, pricing strategies, all the partnerships. We're teaching them you know, the proper product market fit. We're, we're creating a, you know, a lean approach. We're bringing them together with source matter experts in, in marketing and sales um, and, and bringing them together with all of the ICBA's experts. And we're bringing them together with the regulators. And more importantly, every week of that program, we're bringing them together with leadership bankers from all over the country who are working with those companies through pitch sessions, helping refine that solution. And it has been uh, nothing short of amazing. Uh, you know, and I was very blessed in, in part of my career to have been in some early stage startup companies in a variety of fashions. And had this thing existed, uh, I would have been the first in line to try to participate in that thing. Um, and we're, we are blessed by our success to the point that, um, and I'll, for your audience and for, um, for this broadcast, yeah. we are finalizing the selection for year three. We are wrapping up that selection. Um, it's going to be an exciting group of companies um, continuing to build upon this idea of solving real problems for the community banks, targeting the real needs as we go into 2021. 
uh, our success has been profound out of this program to the point where we're getting much larger companies wanting to participate because they understand what the ICBA is about. They understand what our community banks are about. And equally important, they understand the power of this accelerator program and their ability to craft their solution to meet the needs uh, without, uh, you know, as some of us who, who were in early stage companies before, just kind of wandering through the woods trying to figure it out. They come out of this process ready to hit the ground running. So we, we will be uh, announcing soon th this new cohort. And we will be launching this program again the first week in January of 2021 in a total virtual fashion um, because, again, of the care and concern over the COVID crisis. We will not be traveling to Little Rock. We will be doing uh, the 12-week program virtually, which means for all your listeners out there, we can expand the reach and go deeper into the banks on who can come and participate. So I would, uh, I would ask all of your listeners out there to go to either the venturecenter.co or icba.org. Uh, look at the think tech selection. You'll be able to find uh, a link and a registration there uh, for you bankers uh, to express your interest in, and schedule your time to come participate in the program. And, yeah, go ahead. and it's an amazing, it's an amazing process. It is. Uh, Chris and I did the, the first round, the first year, came over mm -hmm. uh, to, to Little Rock and did the, uh, some of the pitch sessions with, the, uh, with some other bankers, and we were stunned. Not, I mean, not that, and not that we were thinking that this is – we knew the ICBA was going to you know, bring it and, and be done the right way. The quality of the businesses – um, some of them have gotten to be friends of mine on social media. I mean, we, we it's just been really good people. Um, the quality of the businesses, the way that they approached it, the way the ICBA, the way the Venture Center uh, approached that that uh, that program approaches that program, it is extremely banker friendly tech, and it was that's not just lip service. No, it was it was very apparent that the. Um, that, that the cohorts were very interested in hearing what bankers had to say. Um, I think sometimes there's this feeling that, you know, tech doesn't want to listen to the end customer, whether or not that's right or wrong. I can tell you, these are the, the ones that came through that I've met the first two core, these first two co cohorts have been extremely interested in what bankers have to say. And I think the best things, I guess, just the way I am, they were just really good people. Well, th this is, this is what's so, um, so enjoyable about the community bank marketplace mm. that, that that a fintech founder could sit down in a room with the CEO of a community bank who ultimately mm -hmm. will be potentially the buyer, right. the decision maker, but the founder, sometimes owner, operator, CEO. I mean, that this is unheard of in many industries, and we are so fortunate to have such gracious leaders in, in the banks that are part of the ICBA who all give up their time mm -hmm. because they also understand the importance of, quote unquote, investing in making sure there's solutions that they can use to solve the real world problems of the communities they serve. And so that interaction is honest and open and direct and meaningful and profound. And to your point, the, the, the people and the relationships that have been built over a very short period of time are, 
are producing some incredible success for our banks out there around the country. And, and as I alluded to earlier, Look, a lot of these companies have gone on to some of the national fintech shows and won best of show mm-hmm. and won a lot of accolades. And I can tell you around the world, companies know that we, we have we now enjoy getting applications from companies located all around the world. And, and because it's going to be virtual this year, we had even more apply to participate in the accelerator program because they understand what you just described. And that mm. is good, honest, meaningful, personal relationships with the bankers that clearly help form and shape the solutions they deliver to the marketplace. Mm. That's, that's, um, that is such a uh, powerful asset that we have uh, to bring to, to bear. Yeah. And so I definitely, if to, to our listeners, take the time. And, and now that it is virtual, it's a lot of fun to go to Little Rock. We had a great time hanging out with everybody, um, going to, it, it was a lot of fun. But now that it is virtual, it's good eating in Little Rock. Oh, so, but we just, <laughs> my, oh. my diet, my, my, my exercise and diet will not suffer so much. Oh, there's a part. I'm like you. I'm like you. <laughs> My heart's breaking because there were some amazing restaurants and they, and they took us to some great places. My waist, however, is yeah. very thankful that it would be virtual. Uh, and my blood sugar and probably my wife is probably very happy that I don't. But the uh, I uh, I would no, my, no after after the last uh, nine months at home or whatever. My wife's like, you really? <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> you need to get out of this house, which you need to go do. Uh, but now I'd please take the time and register and go find out more. Um, you, if you want to have a, for one thing, just to see what's out there and to see what community banks and what your ICBA is doing to promote good, solid bank centric technology for you, go sign up and look at it. If you want to have a say in the conversation, people are listening. Absolutely. And this, this, it's amazing. It it, it, it is amazing. And, you know, and I I, I alluded to having a front row seat. This is the chance for the bankers to have a front row seat in, in shaping the outcome of a solution that can really work for them. Right. Right. And, 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 and that's and, pretty cool. It is cool. And yes, you may find, I mean, I could name some banks off the top of my head without digging through to my notes too far, you know, that find a solution that met a need. Um, and it, because they, sh- they went to, they were involved with ICBA. They went to the little, they went to little rock, went to the venture center, participated, met the vendors at ICBA live now have some pretty cool technology that I mean, just where the rubber meets the road. That's you know, beating their competition pretty handily with some of the technology that they've been able to incorporate and how they, how that's impacted their culture. So well, it wins and, all and, the way around. And uh, again, it's demonstrated. I, I, I can't, can't express enough the, uh, the the powerful results uh, mm-hmm. these banks have done over the the last six months. Um, it demonstrates that by having this front row seat and having this awareness and having this relationship, they can actually move faster. They can yes. be more effective. They can they can re- be more responsive to the needs of their marketplace in a more timely fashion. And in the end, that's been you know that's been the big knock. On, on community banks for years is that they weren't moving at, at the pace of other industries. Well, the reality is they are, and they have proven it and, and shown it 
time and time again. And Absolutely. This is, this, is a, this is a time and place where the bankers can continue to participate in that process. Absolutely. Well, my last question, I, I've been asking a lot of our here at the end of the year guests, um, the, you know, to, I guess, go on record and, you know, it'll bite them back, I guess, in 12 months. But what is 21 in your in your opinion and from your perspective, what does 2021 look like for community banks? And so we will be testing on this next next year. So if you're wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> so let, me get, let, me, let me give you the. I can't be a politician. I, I don't do that well. So I'm, um, I, I think there's I think there's three three key um, things to look for in 2021. Um, and I, I, I continue to evangelize this for the banks as well that we speak to. The, the first is don't lose sight of what you just did. Don't, don't miss what you just did, what you just embraced, what you just put in place, the problems you just solved, and use that as a model, as a framework, as a guiding principle to continuously improve and deliver to your marketplace the value they're looking for. Um, the things that you invested in and embraced and took on this year to answer that, that, that call to duty um, are critically important going into 2021 and for continuing to grow and move your bank forward. So don't lose sight of those things, embrace them, um, leverage them, learn from them, uh, replicate from them. I'll give you an anecdote. Um, a, a banker friend of mine, CIO with a, with a small community bank um, in Georgia, says to me, you know, they're kind of knee deep in the PPP loan process. And one of their um, more seasoned uh, senior lenders walks into her office with his little uh, iPad that they had uh, put some, some tools on to help him manage the PPP process. He sheepishly walks into her office and says, hey, um, I was just thinking, after this is over, you think we can like keep this and use it for other loan stuff we do? <laughs> it's like, there's your lesson. <laughs> yes, use that for other things that you do. So there's, there's kind of lesson number one. Uh, lesson number two is uh, revisit your long-term strategic plans around all things digital. While we focused on small businesses, uh, we, we focused on uh, remote service, uh, we focused on you know, branchless transactions, Look at how digital can continue to grow and involve in your bank to support other aspects of what you're doing, and and that may be you know that may be onboarding other types of products and services. It may be servicing other types of products and services and customers. It may be complementing and supplementing uh, your your combination. Again, I, I, we like the high-tech, high-touch nature of community banks. Uh, that, is, uh, that is a function of continuing to look at the digital evolution, um, your customer-facing tools, uh, your, your delivery mechanisms, 
front office and back office uh, so that not only are you addressing your customers of all sizes and shapes on the front end, but you're seamlessly, you're looking for the seamless integration to your back office and back end. And think about your employees as customers in that journey as well. Removing friction um, is, a, is a key part of the, the efficiencies and value that digital brings uh, to, to your bank. So I think that's a, that's a big thing. And then the third is going to be a challenge on the behalf of all bankers. And this isn't necessarily an innovation or technology issue, but it is where innovation and technology might allow the banks to find those hidden gems and new sources of income because there's, there is going to be a, uh, you know, the, the, the revenue streams, the income streams, uh, the new fees that, that banks are going to need to find in 2021 to a large extent can be dramatically uh, supported and, and facilitated by, again, um, new technologies, um, deposit gathering services, uh, corporate treasury management, small business services, um, all of those things bring promise to help generate new sources of income for the banks. And, and we know, and I know talking to some of your other guests, that's a, that's a key important aspect for 2021. So leverage what you did, learn from the lessons of this last year, um, all things digital, and uh, look for those hidden gems and new sources of income. That's pretty good. That's pretty good advice. I don't think you're going to have any trouble. Uh, you, you won't have to live that one down in 21. I think that's good advice on, on that one. So when we when we call you up in this time next year, we won't uh, put you through the coals on it too much. Yeah, my score, you might break my scorecard out. Yeah, you, you got your scorecard. You have to draw pretty pictures. That, that, that's right. You get extra credit at Barrett Graduate School for that one. Uh, we, won't, we won't deduct any points on that. So, But anyway, Charles, thank you so much. Um, you know, we're recording this before Christmas, so have a good holiday, good New well, Year. You, Appreciate uh, you and your family. Stay safe out there. It's always and, uh, a pleasure. I uh, I look forward to the day we can uh, we can get back to, uh, to seeing each other in person, um, and uh, and likewise have a great, wonderful holiday season uh, and a happy New Year. And to all the bankers out there, uh, you as well. And please uh, come participate in uh, in Think Tech twenty twenty one. Absolutely. Thanks, Charles. All right. Take care. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and learned a little something. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast and drop us a five-star rating. You can follow us at Barrett Banking on Twitter or Barrett School of Banking on Facebook and LinkedIn. And we even have a new Community Banking Road Trip playlist on Spotify highlighting your favorite songs about your home state. Check that out and feel free to submit your favorite song about your state to add to the playlist. We have an ever-growing slate of classes, seminars, and webinars that are available, and not to mention our industry-recognized Graduate School of Banking every May, and we look forward to seeing you at any or all of our events. For more information, check out our website at barrett.ws. And from Memphis, the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, we'll see y'all next time on Main Street Banking.